Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Wondrich. How are you, Dave? I'm good. Yourself? I am well. I uh, I feel like recently we have been uh, swimming upstream in a like a river of, of whiskey that has been coming out uh, over the last couple of months. I mean, sometimes your head goes under. You, you just can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> we just do what we can you know, I mean, a little bit you know, make, just... makes it into my mouth and uh, regret to say that but it's true even the best of, of whiskey swimmers it happens to, yeah, to all of us but uh it seems like every day there are more brands and new distilleries and i think uh given the success of uh, american whiskey especially that we've seen a lot of bold-faced names celebrities mm-hmm. athletes of all kinds uh, yeah, people who would have done a vodka 10 years ago oh yeah or perhaps a tequila five years ago yep. Willie Nelson was really a pioneer, not just in his music, but in his short-lived whiskey brand that came mm-hmm. out, I don't know, almost 20 years ago, really. And then that, it wasn't a huge success, it wasn't but, uh, you know. Quite its time. No, it was, it was so far ahead of its time that I, I think if it had come out a little bit later, it, it would probably still be around. But, you know, that has definitely given birth to a whole, you know, ring of projects and, and whiskeys from all types of celebrities and some of these things have become giant successes like Casamigos mm-hmm. you know, the tequila world from uh, George Clooney and Randy Gerber um, and uh, you know others you know are less successful and uh, you know I think there are a lot of factors that probably go into the viability and, and the partners that they choose and the blenders and the distillers so it's you know it's, and how they do business also absolutely is a big part of it too for sure how they approach uh, the liquor business, which is which is a highly regulated and very complex business. It's, yeah, with it's with not... a lot of kind of uh, uh, secret channels and paths <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure, it's way more sure. complicated than it seems. Absolutely, absolutely. What well, we have um, two guests today who are navigating uh, that right now: um, uh, Master Blender Marianne Eves, who who I've known for years, and then uh, made herself a legend and and already you know it's amazing absolutely in just a few years yeah. um and then uh her her one of her partners in this new brand sweetens cove uh, mr andy roddick the former number one tennis men's tennis player in the world and phenomenal tennis champion and uh obviously there are other partners uh, peyton manning um uh, name sounds vaguely familiar <laughs> to me um i, I think but, i've heard uh, of him i think i've heard of him too um something about new orleans yeah. uh, maybe uh Something about his dad being a football player. Um, and uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get Andy and uh, Marianne on the line shortly. Welcome, Andy and Marianne. Uh, pleasure to have you on Life Behind Bars. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having us. 
it's an interesting project that you're working on. Maybe the two of you could talk about a little bit how you came together uh, to work on this new whiskey brand. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump into the beginning here because uh, first of all, thank you for having us on. Because when we get to the technical aspects of uh, of our product, I I won't be be the one providing the information on that. So <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll jump we'll jump in on the front end storytelling. Anyways, this all came from uh, a business partner of mine named Mark Rivers, who who is uh, Marianne's worked with throughout this process. Kind of kept going back to this idea. He he found this little nine hole golf course outside of Chattanooga in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, called Sweetens Cove. Um, a little bit kind of Field of Dreams meets Tin Cup, but that's just this amazing place. And he kept going back to it and saying, you know, there's something here. There's, there's, there's this magic, you know, people kind of sleep overnight in tents. And one of the traditions of, uh, of the first tee, uh, it, it's kind of like the anti-golf place, but with a really nice course and architecture design. And so one of the early traditions was uh, in a show of fellowship, you would bring a bottle of whiskey, you'd have a shot, and then you would kind of leave the bottle behind for the next group. And then at the end of the day, when everyone was done, they would kind of go over their day, talk about shots they they hit, uh, talk about the shots they took. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, it was kind of this, this really cool tradition. But, you know, you get in the middle of Tennessee in 100 de 110 degree weather uh, during the summer with stuff that's been sitting out all day. <laughs> you know, you, you had your, your kind of hits and your misses for sure. Um, and so we basically looked at each other one night and said, are we, are we dumb enough to try to actually do our own brand? After tennis, my background is largely in real estate, and I kept going back to you'd go to these these high end bars, and there was a lot of real estate for Kentucky, and there were only you know two or three four options for Tennessee. I go strictly from uh, you know a curiosity brand kind of premium offering. I think if we can actually nail it and get the right people involved as far as creating the product, I think there's a real lane to create something of uh, of a curiosity mechanism, and then if we can actually deliver a quality product, I think we might have something. And so we did that. And then as we're going through the processes, getting to know the rock stars in, uh, in, in the community, obviously Marianne's name um, kept coming up over and over and over. And oh, by the way, she grew up, uh, you know, or was born down the street from uh, this little golf course we were working on. So the, the Tennessee tie-in kept living over and over and over and obviously getting, getting uh, Peyton Manning involved and, and uh, having played for Tennessee, there, there was a real story and a real narrative. So we thought we could be, be pretty good at telling that story, but obviously we needed, uh, we needed someone with the chops of Marianne to, to make sure that we didn't embarrass ourselves. Obviously with our investor group and our supporters, it goes one of two ways. If you put out something terrible, you're going to just get a huge amount of blowback. But if you actually go through the processes and uh, really focus on quality and do it do it right before you do it quickly. You know, we didn't we didn't have a national rollout. We started off in Tennessee and in Georgia. We wanted to make sure we got it right and at least we're uh, we're, we're credible and offering a, a premium product as opposed to a, a bit of a dog and pony show, which uh, which you know other people have have done if they've they've been able to create the audience. So um, I guess that's how we got to our first batch. And then you know Marianne obviously created created something new and exciting for uh, for this year also. So it's been a, it's been a pretty fun process. And from where I sit as uh, as someone who is a complete novice, uh, it's been it's been really fun to kind of watch and learn. What strikes me about your story is Dave and I have talked about this, I think, on previous episodes of Life Behind Bars. And, and Dave has definitely written about this. We were like, you, you have this crazy golf boom like at the end of the 1800s, right, Dave? Yeah, 1890s. And that helps popularize scotch in America. That's one of these things that helps make America like a whiskey, you know, more of a whiskey drinking country, you know, where, where people are, are excited about the game and, and, and that's tied into like having 
whiskey. Did I get that right, Dave? Or uh... yeah, you know, and it also made everybody drink Scotch highballs, and and the highball like becomes kind of the American drink. But it's funny because it was Scotch, so so it's 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 kind of a it's kind of funny and and cool to see uh, bourbon sneaking into the uh, to the golf story as well, or or American whiskey at least. I mean, they may have invented the game, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we just like whiskey we have we have made it our own in, in america yeah. like many other things products industries in uh in, in america i guess that's that's, yeah. that's that's an interesting connection that 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 you actually made to golf there well and even like in scott i mean i i had uh in college i had uh, i was fortunate enough to, to spend the semester at st andrews university and, and they as a result they treated me as a local so i could play the old course for like oh fun 10 pounds in the off season i mean it was really mm -hmm. I had to hit off a mat. I, I mean, I did not really belong on such hallowed <laughs> ground. Um, but it, 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 you know, I, you know, I'm not sure what goes on in their clubhouse. Certainly, but um, uh, there's some whiskey drinking. <laughs> I can only imagine uh, that there's. Some... Yeah, their their uh, their clubhouse. Is, I'm guessing it's a little bit different than our trailer that we have yeah. at, uh, at Sweetens Cove. One of our <laughs> on 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 top of uh, being crazy enough to try to start a whiskey brand. One of our big uh, ads for the golf course was finally putting in a bathroom. So that's oh. you know, so, <laughs> okay. so it's not it's not exactly yeah. it's, it, it's probably not the RNA like, right. like you're used to. Right. But but uh, we do it our way. We 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 have some fun with it. But now it's 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 a lot better when you hit a ball into the bushes. Yes. Yes. you don't have to be so careful that's where you put your feet that's right that's right i, I think marion the, the last time or at least the most memorable time that i think that we spent together we were judging uh acsa's spears competition and they had it in indiana um at ted ubers and we were staying in louisville and louisville got about an inch and a half of snow which like you know in new york or Wisconsin would have to equal about 15 feet of snow the way that they were treating it and you and I took like a pretty death-defying um <laughs> van ride every day from Louisville to to, to Indiana where uh, I just remember thinking like if this ends it's gonna be a sad way for the American whiskey industry for all these people all to die in this van in rural Indiana um going to this thing we we made it through the whole band going down in flames right there <laughs> exactly you're, you're like the don mclean song exactly yeah. exactly like yeah i was like well at least it'd be memorable but you know as, as as literally people are forgetting to like clean the roofs of their car and all the snow is flying into our window and we're going up and down these hills and i'm just thinking oh my god that was probably six years ago so uh but i, I still vividly remember that yeah um, it was very memorable for me as well <laughs> funny how near-death experiences yeah. work like that right i was like all these whiskeys are delicious like i like i'm so happy to be alive like you know everything is wonderful you know in those six years i think at the time you were still at brown foreman maybe where you had just left you know working on woodford and obviously you've worked on a lot of different projects you know in in the last five or six years and how have you enjoyed you know working you know from for one you know brand you know now to, to sort of working on a, on a variety of projects yeah i feel like my my evolution through my career going from from a big corporation to a startup distillery now into kind of the wild west and and consulting spirit um has been really fascinating and and while i think i gained the most uh, education working for Brown Foreman and their experience and history in the industry. It was really um, kind of narrow, the, the focus there, you know, I was working primarily on yeah. 
traditionally made Kentucky bourbon. And then when I moved to Castle and Key, I got a little bit of experience making gin and vodka, which I thought both of those products turned out pretty well for, you know, never having made a, a gin or, or a vodka my own before. Um, and then, you know, now moving into to spirits consulting, I am just loving, you know, the freedom and uh, the opportunity to create, innovate and, and find these really special partnerships. We recently ran a story that our uh, friend Lou Bryce and our columnist wrote about, um, you know, about kind of like the whole idea of Tennessee bourbon, right? And, you know, obviously people in Tennessee are very specific about calling their whiskey Tennessee whiskey and, and not calling it traditionally bourbon. And, and now we're, we're starting to see some Tennessee distilleries actually call their whiskey bourbon. So I, I thought it was interesting that, the you know, you went down the route of being like, look, this is bourbon. We're not going to call this Tennessee whiskey. And was that a choice that all of you made to label it that way? 100%. It was a, a very um, considered uh, decision to call it bourbon versus Tennessee whiskey. I think that the excitement around bourbon Tennessee deserves that. <laughs> I think that, that Tennessee whiskey, um, you know, as with global whiskeys, people are um, sometimes confused about, well, what does that mean? Why is it different? Um, it's not really that different. And it, it's on the same level, if, if not superior in, in a lot of ways. Tennessee whiskey as bourbon. Well, it's definitely a brave choice. I mean, I think traditionally uh, Tennessee has been very vocal about like Lou's story talks about getting the only bar fight that he's ever gotten into was with a bartender over whether or not Jack Daniels was bourbon. And, you know, I remember, you know, years ago, Dale DeGroff, you know, the, obviously the, the famous uh, bartender, uh, you know, who's been on like behind bars before, like, you know, being in a cocktail class he was doing in probably 2002. And he was like, the word bourbon doesn't appear on this label. And I was like, no, like, I don't believe you. Like, let me see the bottle. And it's like, Oh, you're right. It it does not. And 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 I think that's one of these fights that's oh, it's perennial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know the people have been having for for a century, whether or not, or at least maybe more. You know, whether or not bourbon is Tennessee whiskey is bourbon, and or if it's truly different. We'll see if attitudes change. Like in the next couple of years, is more Tennessee bourbon. Yeah, than is absolutely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What did you look for in a, in a flavor profile to make it a, you know, to make it a Tennessee bourbon? It was really interesting. You know, our, our approach to creating products is really focused around what we can find, what's available out there and, and um, mm -hmm. doing a little bit of treasure hunting um, to discover, you know, what the opportunities are in, in, in stock that's available. So while I may have had, you know, some, some fantasy idea of, of a flavor profile in my mind, it really wasn't until I started 
um, tasting um, samples of different lots that were real that we could actually purchase that I started mm -hmm. to develop an, an idea about what um, the product profile could be. And even um, more specifically from there, you know, I, I had an idea of what was possible, but then getting really a grip on the stock that we purchased and tasting every single one of those barrels and then you know starting kind of one by one layering them in together and, and seeing how it developed i i think one of the most beautiful things about my relationship with sweetens cove and and the freedom that they give me in in my process to create these products for them is is that they like i do they see each barrel is a kind of a color on a, on a painter's palette. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they give me the canvas and say, you know, make the, the most beautiful thing that you can make. And then they, you know, they, they take it and they hang it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> were, were there any debates between like Andy with you and, and Peyton and, and Marianne and your other partners as to like, what the flavor profile should be? Or... I wouldn't ask Marianne uh, advice on how to serve. And I'm pretty sure Peyton wouldn't ask her how to throw down field. <laughs> um, you know, our, our job is to put the pieces in place to let her succeed, right? To take her feedback. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I'm getting to the point where I barely, I barely respect the small opinion I have um, <laughs> in, in this, in this, in this industry right now. Um, you know, our, our job is to, is to take what she does and, and, and maximize it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so we, we certainly understand our lane, but there is, there is zero chance that we will ever sit in a room and Marianne will say, I think we should do X, Y, and Z as far as the taste profile. And we will have, you know, we will value our opinion enough to actually counter, <laughs> um, our job is to provide the resources. Uh, you know, if something's not working, if she needs something, you know, younger, a little bit older, you know, something, then, then we, we need to go treasure hunt. We need to find that and give her the pieces to, uh, to, to do what she does. But, um, you know, our, our lanes are, 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 are very separate. Um, you know, as far as what we know, uh, we can do to add value to, uh, to this company. Obviously American whiskey is booming beyond booming and in, in the, the supply of, you know, barrels, which, I mean, you used to be able to buy whatever you wanted from, you know, just about anybody. And obviously now the supply has gotten incredibly tight. Like, is it hard to find the type of barrels that you want for the, I mean, this is, this is not a well whiskey. This is what it's like $200 a bottle. I mean, this is like a serious, you know, almost collector's type of whiskey. Is it hard to get those types of barrels today? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, so our original launch date for our product uh, in, in 2020 was, I think, uh, March 26th, mm -hmm. which uh, the, 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 world, the world changed a little bit right before March 26th. So, um, no, you're spot on. Um, as far as the challenges with one sourcing product, uh, two, our, our bottle tops came from Portugal. Mm -hmm. um, so just kind of figuring out how to mix and match everything is, is, is certainly been challenging. And, you know, our, a lot of our strategy was going to be bar culture, rest, high-end restaurants. You know, we, we, we certainly had a way that we wanted to go about it. Then all of a sudden, the only way we were going to get it out um, was, was, through, was through liquor stores. Um, and so from a, from a branding exercise, you know, I, I guess as an individual athlete, your entire career is kind of a branding exercise it was a bit of a challenge. Um, and, and so we have to be open-minded, whether it's trying to find a permanent home, 
um, uh, for the company is certainly something we're up to. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we've we've talked about a more uh, kind of what we call an approachable uh, premium product. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Tennessee will always uh, be the heartbeat of of what we do, but we may have to go uh, you know outside the source and 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 kind of marry marry across state lines at 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 some point. So um, yeah, it's it you know in, in no uncertain terms, it's 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 challenging, but. Um, you know, lucky enough, we, we, we have the resources, we have people who kind of understand and, um, you know, we have our, our, our champion and Marianne who can, who can certainly guide us, uh, you know, as, as the expert in the field. And uh, are, are we correct in assuming that the, uh, the realities of these, uh, of the barrel, the barrel world right now is, is part of what's driving like a batch strategy? So we have batch one, batch two rather than just keeping you know a consistent always the same not entirely you know there there's lots of big brands out there that rest their their hats on having consistency i think the market especially at at the um, price point where sweetens is the the customer for that really appreciates you know the the exclusive um releases these uh, low volume yeah. really uh, unique uh, expressions of of what we're able to put together. So I, I think embracing the the treasure hunt, as we said, and and create these unique mm -hmm. releases, um, while also you know looking for for an opportunity to to come up with with something that is the, like the the bottle that you keep on your bar cart that you know you you can always rely on to make an, an excellent old fashioned. And I I think something else is like we're a we're a tiny company. Like we're, we're, we're kind of like a, we're like a nothing. We have like a couple, a couple of employees. Like there's, it's not, so we, we are flexible. We are nimble enough to where, you know, if Marianne gets her hands on something or has an idea, we can make three phone calls and it's not like we have to run it through a board and it's not like it has to, you know, go through a review for six months or a year. So we do try to take advantage of, of, of this moment in time where we're, we're small enough to be able to fire on decisions. And you talked about, uh, you know, the differences in calling it bourbon or calling it whiskey. And I think if, if, if we were a bigger company that had more to lose at this point, honestly, like that would be, that would have been a more serious conversation as opposed to like, let's just, let's just make something awesome. And if, if, if it is a bourbon, then let's, let's just, let's just call it that. Let's just kind of uh, be straightforward with it a little bit. So I, I think part of it is, is one obviously having having confidence in in, in what Marianne's going to do, but two, mm -hmm. we're 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 a tiny little startup. Um, you know, I know we have a, a bit of name candy involved, so that probably makes it seem a little bit more outsized uh, from the outside looking in. But um, we're a tiny little company. We can make three phone calls and, and and say, you know what, let's release a smaller batch of this because it tastes great and it, it it's great, you know, and it, and it's cool. As long as we don't affect the the credibility of of the product, then any kind of anything is is in play. You had talked about like a permanent home. Do you think um, you would, you know, ever build a distillery or, or you know, or contract with like a one supplier to to make a certain type of, you know, like the kind of Pappy Van Winkle Buffalo Trace relationship or? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. I think it's on the table. I think from basically, I mean, we sold just under fourteen thousand bottles last year. So do we, do we have the cash reservoir to go out and just build something <laughs> from scratch? I don't know that we're at that point, but we are looking uh, actively at whether it's you know a different partnership, mm. whether it's a distillery that already exists and kind of moving in. If there's someone that's looking to you know make a liquid exit, then you know we we, we certainly um, would be open to those conversations. So while nothing is concrete, I I, I do know that we. 
the, the, the sourcing supply issue that, that, that you talked about isn't something that is, is just going to poof disappear one day. So we, we do need to, to strategize on, on what uh, the long-term solution is for that. Yeah. Manning family has deep roots in, in New Orleans. You know, I know a lot of the focus has obviously been on certain markets. Do you think New Orleans will be, will be one that you will go after next since it's uh, so close to uh, Peyton and his family? I think we're we're available um, in in Louisiana right now. So um, obviously, listen, we when we're marching it out, I, I don't think it's coincidental that uh, you know that, that there's, a, there's a Tennessee connection. Uh, I'm I've spent most of my life in Texas. Um, it's just e easier to have conversations in places that you you know backwards and forwards. And obviously, New Orleans is one of those places. So if we call uh, not only Peyton and, and Eli, but if we call Cooper, who oh, yeah. uh, it does it does amazing in the in the hotel business there, and say, hey, listen, is there any connectivity? Can mm -hmm. we somehow leverage what you have going on? So those are those are all conversations that are that are constantly evolving. And uh, you know, obviously available in Colorado with with Peyton delivering a Super Bowl there. Um, I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's accidental. And I think it would be foolish. Uh, not to to use those levers uh, that we that we that we have at our disposal, but obviously New Orleans is a is a special special place, and it's uh, there aren't a lot of places better to kind of kick back and <laughs> and find a cool bar and, uh, oh, yeah. and have one of your favorite favorite uh, favorite drinks. How will the brand kind of measure its success and sort of you know figure out like I think given your fan base and Peyton's fan base and Eli's fan base and Arianne's fan base, like I think it's not hard to probably get people to buy one bottle right but like mm -hmm. what is the success or the 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 way to get you know people to come back or people to get it who have no idea who's behind like the bottle like is do you think that's like a year out like five years out yeah so so the 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 the, the questions as far as you know how we project forward five years is i don't know we have we have stuff we hope for right. um you <laughs> know and, and we kind of we're kind of regroup and, and and figure out what our next path is you know this year we we wanted to get into at least four more new markets but again we want to do it responsibly you know we don't we don't have our our names and faces uh on the bottle right. um like uh like a lot of the the the, the mm -hmm. brands you know we we, you, we obviously, the only name on the bottle is marianne's which i thought was was pretty awesome well, that's that's the name that should be on it um, because she's the one who who created it. You know, now as far as branding and and using our our bases or our ability to uh, you know have you all have us on the show and prop Marianne up and have her tell the story of of the product is 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 certainly an advantage. But we're under uh, we're under no uh, disillusion that um, you know w w without Marianne we'd be putting a quality product in a bottle. Um, it doesn't matter how many touchdown passes you throw. Uh, if you're in the bourbon business, you have to create a great product. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> you, you, you would think people thought like that, but <laughs> we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of brands come and go where that doesn't seem to be part of the uh, the plan. So uh, yeah. I think that's kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mean, and, and, and we, I think we were we were aware of that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I kind of I kind of mentioned it as a, like if we, if we put out a stinker, we're gonna we're gonna get one chance with this. If we put out a clunker on the first one. You know, to 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 your point, no, we're not going to get a second chance, and we're not going to mm -hmm. get a a repeat buyer. So the focus has to be on the product. If we go a little bit slower, we actually ended up going into more markets this year. But if it would have been, you know, two, and we would have had to make an adjustment because you know the feedback wasn't what we wanted, then we would have slowed it down. Um, and and again, being kind of a, a smaller company at this mm -hmm. point, we can we can kind of you know have the feedback come in and then kind of reset and see where we're going. But we're not in a rush. Um, you know, we, 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 we have confidence. We're not, we're not in a rush to make a huge move, uh, 
tomorrow. We want to do, uh, like we always say, and I said it earlier in the podcast, we want to do it right before we do it fast. And, and Marianne, I know obviously you, you have been able to do all types of interesting and, and fun projects without tipping your hand. Is there one like dream kind of whiskey or, or type of thing that, that you would like to do like in the future? Like, is there one, it could be anything like, but like, is there, is there some kind of dream project for you uh, that perhaps is, is in the future? Yes. I, you know, I think that there are several um, that I'm, I'm working on um, conceptually that I'm really excited about. Uh, one is, is one that I, I pitched to, to Sweetens uh, that we were hoping to, to get together to launch this year. Um, but with everything that happened with, with COVID and, and some um, challenges that, that came up through the process of, of uh, figuring out how to make such a uh, different type of uh, um, product real, uh, it, the the reality really set in that that you know if we if we we need to keep uh, our fans uh, invested in in the product so we we gotta gotta uh, find a, a new direction to to release something exciting but this other dream is is not off the table uh, which I'm really excited about and and gonna keep pursuing what what that is not gonna uh, give give. Uh, all the the secrets away. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but Ooh, I, I think uh, that there's there's a um, a lot of things that that haven't really been approached in in the whiskey industry. I mean, it's been it's an industry that you know, and a product that's been around forever. Um, I'm not gonna say a specific date because then I know David will will uh, uh, correct me. Um, but you know, there there's a some wiggle room there. Yeah, I think, I think still as as much as has been done in bourbon, there's uh, exponentially more innovation ahead of us. I do have one question about the 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 Sweetens Cove formula. Did you test it uh, by leaving it in a, a box at 110 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> Did some of the corks pop out? It's got to taste good at 110 degrees, doesn't right. it? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. If we would have done that, I could have imagined at the same moment, Marianne going, I can't work with these guys. <laughs> That's all we ask. It's got to taste good at 110 degrees. <laughs> I can only imagine a bottle of a Sweden's Cove in that, in that little shed would probably not last that long. I don't think it would get to 100 degrees at at this point, most bottles of sweetens that are actually at the golf course in the shed are empty bottles of sweetens. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good sign. It would yeah. suck if yeah. they were full. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, thank you both for coming on. Uh, next time, hopefully, Dave and I will meet you out on the course. We will uh, challenge you to uh, to a round of golf. That will give <laughs> Dave and I time to learn how to really play golf. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Scotland and, right. uh, and, and brush up. We're going to go, we're going to study. Work on retrieving balls from gorse. <laughs> Nonstop. Right. Thank you uh, for, for coming on. And uh, we'll look out for uh, more releases of Sweetens Cove. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Dave and I encourage you to drink responsibly always. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 